podcast is brought to you as a joint initiative between Anubhav, the National Institute of Social Defense, Ministry of Social Justice and Empowerment, and Media for Community Foundation. Producers, Kowai Vani, Kowai Care Retirement Communities. If you are a senior citizen and need help, contact our elder helpline 14567 between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. We promise to help you lead a better life. I repeat, 14567 between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Hello friends, it is story time and I'm Malati Jayakumar from Kovaiwani. I'm going to tell you the story of an 85-year-old man who is afraid of death and also wants to overcome this fear in his own way. The story is called Twilight Years. He lives in a twilight world, a world of blurred images and blurred thoughts. There are fleeting moments when he can see in his mind's eye scenes of searing clarity, almost as if an unseen hand had come and wiped the mist off a windscreen. But all too soon, the mistiness of old age clouds his mind again. The thoughts run together like raw colours at the first wash. He will be 85 years in March. 85 years of life, love, struggle, frustration and success. Yet, having spent 85 years on earth, he now finds that even the 24 hours of the day seem much too long and endless. Each day, the candle grows shorter. Each day, the end comes nearer. At times, he is happy, happy to have five grown sons and two daughters, all married and well settled in life. He he is glad when he looks at the innocent faces of his grandchildren, but he has long since given up sorting them out. He is never able to remember who belongs to whom. At times, he feels a sharp stab of pain in his heart. Not a physical pain, but the agony of knowing that fairly soon his life would be snuffed out or worse still, his lifelong, lifelong partner might leave the world before him. Yet, he cannot bear to think of Parvati as a widow either. The very thought cuts through him like a knife. He cannot imagine her without the large red bindi glistening like a setting sun on her forehead, the three strands of gold chains around her neck and the diamond nose rings flashing on her straight nose. But much as he dreads and hates the thought of his wife in his widow's weeds, he cannot bear her dying before him. People grieve not for the dead, but for the living. If she were to die, he would cry his heart out, not for her, but for himself. They have been so long in harness together that he would feel lost without Parvati, so serene and calm, fresh white jasmine tucked into the silver of her hair, playing with the grandchildren and telling them stories. Rather jealously, he wonders, why children flock to her and run a mile from him? They now live with their three, their eldest son, Sundar, his wife and two children. No one has more than two children these days. In fact, most have only one. The other four sons and two daughters are scattered all over India. Sundar is a good boy, 
but rather too protective. He does not talk to him very much, and when he does, it is all a litany of what to do or not to do. Don't go out. How many times have I told you not to go down the steps alone? Why can't you just sit in one place? Watch where you're going and finish what is on your plate. He has to do what his son and daughter-in-law tells him and sit in his place and speak when spoken to. No one wishes to carry on a conversation with him or sit by his side and chat. They have to repeat everything twice and explain things clearly because he cannot remember people's names and past events. This makes him feel more helpless than he really is. But perhaps that's not true. Perhaps it is the excessive love that makes them chide from him. Or at least he likes to think so. There was the time when he fell seriously ill. The family members were summoned. He was too weak to move for days together. All the children and grandchildren flocked to his bedside. Parvati's face mirrored her anxiety and grief. For the, for the sons, daughters and daughters-in-law, it was a grand get-together. They had not visited together for many years. The children had been given a holiday from school for a few days and they tore around the house working off their excess energy. He hovered on the brink for days and suddenly, inexplicably, there was a turn for the better and much to the surprise of the doctors, he recovered. One afternoon, he was lying on his cot, eyes closed but awake. Parvati was asleep on the floor nearby. She had kept a steadfast vigil by his side for many days, and the tiredness showed on her face. The ladies in the next room prattled and chirped like so many birds that the old man found it rather annoying. Yet, in spite of himself, he began listening to their conversation in a rather offhand way. They spoke of people he did not know and every now and then a character would be torn to shreds. The gossip was getting to be quite tiresome when he heard a second daughter-in-law say, Well, so it was a false alarm. I guess there's no point in staying here any longer. It is all right for you, piped up Charu, the wife of the fourth son. You have you live very near. Pondicherry is no distance at all. But I have to come from Delhi. Yes, sighed the voice of the third daughter-in-law. But I have to come from Dharamshala, which is quite a distance away. The way you called us all over, we thought the old man had copped it. Now the whole trip has been a waste. I know, agreed Charu. I think we should all stay on for a while longer. It is quite possible that it's at his age he might have a relapse. And just as we get back home, we might get another call. And then we'll have to come all over again. Well, I cannot stay very long. I shall see what a few more days and then go back. Next time, Sheila, don't call us so urgently. We will come when it is all over if necessary. He kept very still, his eyes shut tight. He was glad Parvati had not heard. He felt bitter and lonely. 
because he could not see very well, how could they realize that although he did not have a good memory, his feelings and emotions were still as intense, if not more? Couldn't they credit an old man with more sensitivity? As he rested and recouped day by day, he felt more restless and useless. He was cut off from the world. He was an old daughter whose home was his world. But in spite of or because of his years, he wanted to venture out and see more places and people. At 85, he was still not tired of living. He did not even want to die. In fact, he had to admit to himself that he was afraid of death. Not only death itself, but also the when and the how of it. The pent-up frustration kept building up inside him till he could bear it no longer. The more he thought of it, the more the idea grew on him and began to plot his flight from home. Rather reluctantly, he realized that he would have to leave Parvati behind. As he began planning, he seemed to acquire new strength and energy. Sometimes a smile would hover around his lips as he thought of the reactions of the rest of the family. Parvati gave him curious glances but did not question him. She knew him far too well. He was clearly up to something but she also knew that he would tell her only when he was ready to confide in her. When he finally told Parvati he wanted to go away on his own for a few days, she expressed no surprise. She insisted he take good care of himself, restrict his adventure to a nearby place and gave him a card with his name, his son's name and contact details. In case of any trouble, he could be looked after by the people around him and brought home. Parvati made sure he had enough money and made him put it into two different places. Although it was very painful to part with him, she realized that this was something he had to work out by himself if he were to find any peace. He set out after a short post-lunch nap. Only Parvati was at home and she came up to the door to see him off. She would have to answer all the questions and face the wrath of his son and his wife. But he knew she could manage them. She had always been the stronger one. What do you think will happen to him on his trip away from home? Will he find peace or will he have an accident? Write to us at kovaivani at kovaicare.in and watch out for Twilight Years Part 2. தேசிய சமூக பாதுகாப்பு நிறுவனம் சமூக நீதி மற்றும் அதிகாரம் அளித்தல் அமைச்சகம் மற்றும் மீடியா ஃபார் கம்யூனிட்டி பவுண்டேஷன் இவர்களின் கூட்டு முயற்சியாக உங்களிடம் கொண்டு வரப்பட்டது திட்ட ஒருங்கிணைப்பாளர்கள் டாக்டர் ஆர் ஸ்ரீதர் மற்றும் ஆலோக் வர்மா அவர்கள் வானொலி ஒருங்கிணைப்பாளர்கள் பூஜா முராடா கௌசல்யா மற்றும் சாய் சுதா அவர்கள் தயாரிப்பாளர்கள் கோவை வாணி கோவை கேர் ரிட்டையர்மெண்ட் கம்யூனிட்டிஸ் நீங்கள் ஒரு மூத்த குடிமகனாக இருந்து உதவி தேவைப்பட்டால் எங்கள் எல்டர்லைன் ஹெல்ப் லைனை தொலைபேசி எண் ஒன்று நான்கு ஐந்து ஆறு ஏழில் தொடர்பு கொள்ளவும் காலை எட்டு மணி முதல் இரவு எட்டு மணி வரை ஒரு சிறந்த வாழ்க்கையை வாழ உங்களுக்கு உதவி செய்ய நாங்கள் உறுதி அளிக்கிறோம் 
மறுபடியும் கேளுங்கள் தொலைபேசி எண் ஒன்று நான்கு ஐந்து ஆறு ஏழு காலை எட்டு மணி முதல் இரவு எட்டு மணி வரை Keep safe distance. Observe proper hygiene. We must win. We will win. Thank you.